0: check out Macy's, friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping, Hill Squad. All right, friends, we are back. Part two of Dr. Scott Lyons and I chat about drama addiction, trauma bonds, drama bonds, and so much more and how to heal from this. And, and self-soothe. Here's the rest of our conversation. We are going to dive into how to fix this now. Okay. Because, <laughs> Cause I think now we understand what it is and where it comes from. Can it come from anything else or does it always come from trauma? No. Or could I you mean, just tra- be an asshole? I'm kidding. <laughs> I I mean, I am.
1: I'm
0: totally kidding. You're just trying to be
1: funny. Uh. Yeah, I think it can come from a lot of things. It can come from, look, even a a chaotic environment, like where families doing their best. It doesn't have to be early developmental trauma. It can literally be like, there's studies that demonstrate, like if you live very next to or close to a train, like a subway, a train, that it affects your baseline cortisol levels. No way. So it's not just like, hey, here's this bad experience I had as a kid from my parents or from the next-door neighbor or whomever or a medical trauma. It's also like, what was the ecosystem like? And if we think about that and we sort of go meta a little bit, like what is the ecosystem of our culture right now? Mm -hmm. If we're marinating in that the urgency culture, if we're marinating in a lot of violence and sensationalism and competition to get attention... It's truly replicating those conditions that form an addiction to trauma.
0: Can it also come from you not having your needs met as a child?
1: Oh, yeah. Because trauma is not just about like an impact of one thing. It can be an absence of something like love or security. It's the absence of needs that is also trauma. Wow. And that's what forms often our attachment wounds, our early you know ways in which we can you know when when there isn't a safe presence as a as a child we never learn to regulate our own emotions because the f- the function of a caregiver is to basically be like i'm I, i'm going to hold you and i'm going to anchor my own nervous system i'm going to anchor my own self in safety and presence so that you can feel like you have an ecosystem where you can process and metabolize your emotions it's called co-regulation and that leads to self regulation which is the ability to also measure how much energy and attention we need to navigate a situation
0: so how do we do so it when, to self regulate
1: if we didn't get it if we didn't get co-regulation or if, or self regulation wasn't modeled in our childhood i mean yeah. we're doing it right now together that little practice we did i grounded my own body when i said can you settle your weight into the chair or can you feel the chair coming up to support you? I did the same. I'm I was here for you and with you. I didn't do it for you
0: It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it.
1: Ooh, there's someone here with me while I process and metabolize my experience. That's co-regulation. And then you learn from that experience to be able to do that on your own without an additional other it's all it's sometimes we want another person to to regulate with like that's why often we partner up with people (laughs) and or we have good friends that we call when like things are pretty crappy and we're like hey i just need to talk and we feel co-regulated um unless we're um drama bonding when we call them that's different <laughs> oh,
0: wait, we can't get into the solution until we talk about the the drama bonding and the trauma bonds because i know all about yeah. trauma bonds my husband and i have been in a trauma bond for sure how'd you get out of it well i think we just well listen we we had similar traumas happening at yeah. the same time yeah. so that's why i say we have a trauma bond because sure. i had a psychic who was like you guys are like mr and mrs smith like you're like guns in the hands but Back to back, you're protecting each other. And I was like, that feels really accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I always say that um, we understood each other so deeply yeah. because of it, but he's mm-hmm. the calm one. he's he helps me regulate, so I can go to him and he'll put all put it all in perspective pretty fast.
1: So you co-regulate with him and then sometimes you might want to go on your own and you just are able to self-regulate. You learned it from that relationship or Mm -hmm. one of the ways you reinforced it was that relationship. Yeah, trauma bonding in that way is like, oh, we have similar wounds. We have similar ways in which, because crisis is a social glue. Wait, what? Like crisis, trauma is a social glue. It it and then not in a bad way. Like let's not shame that at all. That's why, like, I hear people go, "We trauma bonded." And I was like, "Yeah, congratulations!" Like, you met someone who you could deeply resonate with. Yeah. If you got lost in that, the like replicating each other's trauma, that's something different. But if you bonded because of of a shared hurt and pain, that's what it means to be human. There are studies in Australia. Really interesting studies in Australia that demonstrated there were two groups of people. One group had to submerge their hand in ice cold, painful water uh, before doing the task together. And the other one put their hand in neutral, tepid water. The the group that was stuck their hand in the painful water, the painfully cold water, bonded more quickly and was more effective in their group work, significantly more. Wow. And we know that, like, you know, I um, my first day of school was uh, September 11th, 2001 at NYU. So I was walking to my first day of class when I saw a plane go into a building. And I had come a couple of days before, like, I think it was the day before I arrived in New York. And um, everyone was mean. I'm like a nice Midwestern kid. And I'm like, hi, everyone on the street. And they just ignore me. And like, I remember I was in an elevator uh, going to a yoga class the day, September 10th. And um, I said, hi, how are you doing to some guy in an elevator? And he goes, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from, Min- I'm from Minnesota. Uh, and But I said it in my Midwestern accent. Well, oh, I'm from Minnesota because I had one then. Dead. And, um, <laughs> and he goes, oh, as a true New Yorker would say, Ugh. The Midwest doesn't exist to me. And I was like, Whoa. oh, okay. Well, you know, that's okay. It's oh um, amazing. <laughs> that's so great.
0: All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel SQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, theoua dot promo code HEAL SQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: But come the next day and the following weeks and months, like that shared experience of crisis was such a social glue, it was such a bonding experience. I remember going on a bus to um, someone's house a few days after the, the, the event and a woman turned to me and this would never happen in new york i was just sitting next to her on the bus and she turned to me and she just asked did you lose anyone and i didn't say anything and we just cried together and i've never seen her again we've never spoken but i feel her yeah and I feel that bond.
0: I heard that after was it, everybody was saying hello to each other in the streets, which is, as you know, and we're saying it's not normal.
1: It was not normal. It was, and it was like such a wild turn of events and experience to have that type of closeness with people who spend so much time like distancing themselves. We're so crowded together in New York. You you create the space by basically not <laughs> engaging with other people. So Trauma bonding, trauma and pain is a social glue. We connect over shared experiences. Now, drama bonding is when we have shared experiences and then we're throwing logs on each other's fire. Yeah. So I'm, we are, we both are upset about a politician. I don't know. That's, that's an easy one for people to get upset about.
0: I have to evade these conversations every day. I'm like, guys, not around me. I have zero opinion. I'm a journalist. Keep me out of it. You guys have fun. (laughs) I, oh my god, I find it so toxic.
1: (laughs) So toxic. And people love, you know, like it's an easy subject to drama bond about. Like we're throwing logs on each other's fires. We're spiraling out of control and anger and intensity, and it, it, and we're doing it with each other gossiping is kind of like that it's like um oh i'm sharing the story about someone and then they're adding a little bit of logs on that fire and we're getting further and further away from our underlying feelings and needs which is why it's called drama bonding Mm. we're instead of like helping each other metabolize and process the emotions we're feeding off them and amplifying them for each other
0: wow really great definitions there
1: (laughs) yeah and and i think we've all done it it's just when it becomes our like status quo of relating to other people is when and for drama bonding like that's an issue we're not finding rest recuperation and health that way yeah. we're finding essentially more false connection and entertainment at times Yeah. and a form of validation but one that maintains a certain level of stress and suffering so what is the cost of it what is the cost of this form of relating and connecting it's heavy
0: it is and it's toxic
1: super toxic yeah and literally physiologically toxic you know the more stress we create the more of that activation, that first stage of stress we create without the completion of the stress response cycle. So, there's four stages in a stress response. We get activated, it's that energy fuels us. The next stage is mobilization. We take that energy and we do something with it. Cool, I say no to you or I move out of the way the ball or whatever it is that I need to do. Then I deactivate. So, the muscles More blood flow goes to my organs, I rest and digest, I process the emotions. The the tension that's created as part of the first stage of a stress releases so I can feel more of my body. That's called that deactivation stage, which is why in rest and digest, we're more attuned to the emotions of that stress response than we were before. Then I go into the final stage of a stress response. This is the healthy version. And I recuperate. I build up that energy reserves again so that I can use it to keep adapting, so that I can keep doing this dance of life, this stress response cycle. And for those of us who are addicted to drama or just have a propensity for it, we're revving ourselves up. We may never get to mobilize it properly. We never get to use it to properly adapt. We just kind of explode. And then the bigness of the explosion too Mass our underlying emotions and needs. We never come into contact with that. We never rest and digest, which means we never actually go to restore and recuperate our energy reserves. So we're always living on an empty battery. And the only way so we can get a false battery is to go get another hit of drama, another hit of stress. It's like it becomes our caffeine to exist and live in this life. And that is dangerous and it is toxic on the inside it literally creates inflammation <laughs> so it's That's like
0: like backed by science
1: yeah 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 so when so you have this big activation response right so you get a flooding of cortisol and, and norepinephrine all these important hormones and What happens is we tighten up as part of a stress response, right? Our muscles engorge to basically protect ourselves. Yes. So, and um, there's less blood flow in through our body. Now, if we stay in that tightness, yeah, if we never get to process or mobilize that energy, we never get to release the tightness. And that tightness creates a seal and and it doesn't allow more blood flow. So we have higher amounts of uh, metabolic waste that come out of the cells without it being swept up and and processed through. So we have more inflammation and more buildup of metabolic waste, which is basically toxicity. And our body registers that as pain. So unprocessed stress, unprocessed trauma, eventually through this, this process I described, gets registered as pervasive pain, which is why underlying that, you know what I was saying before, we walk around on eggshells, we also walk around with this anxiety and we walk around with this underlying sense of pain and discomfort, dis-ease in our body or toxicity. And so we try to go match or create environments that are also toxic, so that we feel more normal
0: just had a little breakthrough another Okay, one.
1: tell me about your breakthrough. So I'm loving these.
0: So, I've had a lot of different hormonal situations health-wise and I was like, I got to get to the bottom of the hormonal issues. Why do I have so many hormonal issues? Not necessarily are my hormones on blood work wrong yeah. or not good. Um I think they've actually normalized probably since I started meditating a year and a half ago but listen the mac truck was already coming right the mac truck couldn't be stopped at that point it was already in play the things that already had occurred right so the meditation's probably just slowing it down or making the hit less heavy yeah but i think i just got to the bottom thank you of why there's so many hormonal issues and it's because of all of this stress and I know it's not just me. I know women in general have such high anxiety and high stress. We're asked to do more than we ever were as women yep. in 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 different you know timelines of life, right? We're supposed to be the breadwinners now. We're supposed to be the caretakers for not just our kids, our parents, our families, extended families, mother-in-laws. And then on top of it, we've got to plan everything. We're in charge of all the medical... We have so much real stressors. And then and then you're wondering why we are infertile. Right? We had someone on the show recently said 60% of young uh actually it was a show I was listening to, 60% of young men and women are infertile in our country. Um, we're wondering why. And mm-hmm. and it's gotta be what you just explained, that whole process of the hormones, um, yeah going crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's think about it this way. When I was talking about that energy bank before that, excuse me, that energy account, that's another like less fancy way of saying homeostasis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's homeostasis being our window of optional functioning in our body. And if we are constantly revving ourselves up, we're tossing ourselves out of that window of optional functioning, optimal functioning. Essentially, so our hormones, our cellular metabolism, all these physiological functions that are paramount for living and thriving are being jeopardized.
0: Yeah. Or ignored because there's a bigger battle yeah. to fight. So we can't well, that, do all these processes that we need to do yeah. here because we're in life and death over here. Yeah. We're in fight or flight. Yeah. And so, oh my gosh. And that and energy has back.
1: to go. Yeah.
0: Even that cup analogy, I remember with Dr. Joe Dispenza, we talked about like I said to the team here when I came back from all the meditation events, I'm like, I just envision everything like a cup now. Where do I w- here's my energy for the day? Where do I want to put it? And yeah. I forgot about that recently. And mm-hmm. now I'm I'm gonna go back to that. It's like, where do I wanna use this energy? Do I wanna use it on stress and fear and worry? Um or do I want to use it on creative creativity and, and, and other things? So that's a really important thing. So now, okay, we know all of this now. How do we start to heal this drama addiction, these drama and trauma bonds? How do we start to do this work? Do you have to use somatic therapy? Do you have to use any other kind of therapy? Can you do it on your own? Wonderful pistachios, (laughs) bonus! Wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts, with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So, on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean the the last section of the book is a bunch of practices and a pathway towards healing and. I'll say that I've worked with a lot of people with an addiction to drama, uh, and no one person has the exact same pathway. So there's not a prescribed way of healing, but there are sort of milestones that we can look at and practices along the way. And the first is just becoming aware of like, what are the ways in which you might be contributing to your own suffering, your own pain, your own stress levels? How might you be playing that song to amplify your emotion? Do you really need to? Did you really need to reply to that person in such a way right away that that actually created more of a strain for you than a time for you to process and metabolize and deal with what it brought up? So awareness is a big first step. It's like, how? How is this showing up in my life? And then once we've identified the how, we can start to see it. Enough to then apply some practices of like slowing down, slowing down, or making space between the words, like you and I did. It's like a very basic practice. Um, part of even countering some of the urgency is I love this meditation of like taking the time to taste your food. Take thirty minutes to eat an apple. The text feel into the texture, the flavors, where it even came from, like the farm, etc. So you're really slowing down to taste life because one of the things in urgency that's pervasive in addiction and drama is you don't taste anything. You don't. You're just going, 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 going and slowing down to taste would be too vulnerable. So starting to go, it's safe enough and building enough sense that it's safe to slow down and taste the flavors of life. Even so, things starting with neutral, and then even things starting with good, because we have to counteract the significant negative bias that's very present for those who are addicted to drama. Like, oh, there's all it's always something, mm-hmm. the world is always after me, you know, like those type of like internal thoughts or comments. It's like, no matter what I do, things always go wrong because they're not able to take in. The good, not able to marinate in the good. So, starting to do some practices of slowing down, tasting neutral. Then, like, what's one nice thing in your day? And then, how can you slow down and taste that in the same way you did the apple? Really building up a bank that there that you can be both safe and experience good in the world, or in your life. So, there's a bunch of different practices to notice when you when you start revving you know, speeding yourself up, getting that hit of stress, Um, noticing what happens, you know, when you are bored or anxious, how you might be hitting yourself, getting a hit to go back into that stress response, because that's the withdrawal symptoms right there. Boredom, anxiety are the withdrawal symptoms from the height of a drama encounter. Wow so (laughs) notice if you need another hit or can you hang out in the boredom can you see what's beneath the boredom and that (laughs) that was probably one of the hardest things for me and i don't know it's the same for you it's like sitting in the boredom and not taking another hit of drama or like turning my phone on to go doom scroll or something else like oof that was painful
0: yeah well it's like you have to get comfortable with with things you're uncomfortable with to change so yeah. for me it was focusing on that and realizing okay i have to sit in this to get better to yeah. get to make any kind of change you're going to have to do uncomfortable things whether it's you're losing weight you're going to have to not eat as many bad things and or unhealthy things and you're going to have to go to the gym and it's going to suck the first couple of days and you have to get through those uncomfortable windows. So anything you want to change, um, behavioral changes, you have to make different choices. And sometimes those choices are uncomfortable. Dr. Joe says it's like crossing the river of change. It's Mm -hmm. so painful and so uncomfortable. When I did it, when I started as meditations last January, I was so desperate That I was like, I don't see a river. I'm just like full throttle in this. I don't care if this sucks, if it's painful, if it's hurtful. I just need this change. So I'm not looking at this like the river of change is bad. Whatever it takes for me to do this and to get to the other side, I'm in. Um, But you have to commit to that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, most of us, especially when there's something underneath the change, Like if there's been a pain, you know, there's a belief system that is built in that says, if I contact this, it's I'm going to drown in the pain. I'm going to drown in the river of pain. And it's going to be much worse now than than whatever it is that I've, like the behaviors I've adapted to avoid it and the consequences of those behaviors. So, you know, things have to feel bad enough in our the consequences of, of, of our behavior to be willing to dive into the pain. Mm-hmm. So if we build up enough tolerance, enough capacity building for things that are good, for things that are neutral, it's like building a bigger body that can hold the pain. A bigger container. Because when probably when we were younger or when the incidents happened or incident, it felt like we were too small, that it was bigger than us. So to, to grow our resilience so that we are bigger than the pain so that it can move down that river as opposed to us drowning in it is so important in the healing process. Wow.
0: This was amazing friends. The book is called "Addicted to Drama Healing Dependency on Crisis and Chaos in Yourself and Others. We're going to put a link to that at the bottom of this episode. Uh, Scott we have so much more to cover that we didn't get to cover today and in, in these two parts that we're going to make this but when you're back in LA you'll come in and we'll All we'll in. chat some more um but thank you for this great work and for this great chat I I know it was uniquely timed for me today so I'm super grateful as well um personally because I just had epiphanies and reminders and refreshers on exactly how I need to move forward. So thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank you for going there with me and, and your beautiful vulnerability. Like it's such, it's such a beautiful modeling of what it takes to be able to, to come inward and address what's here in order to like get underneath that pattern of addiction, especially the drama.
0: Thanks. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, please share it with friends who need it. I'm sure you know a few drama queens, and uh, we are not shaming them or us or anybody. This is just stuff that we have to deal with and figure out. Uh, So share it with anybody that you think would be um, open to hearing this and learning. And don't forget to leave us a review and definitely get uh, Dr. Scott Lyons' book, Addicted to Drama wherever books are sold. We'll see you guys soon. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present.